Hi, my name is Titi Mutendi and you are listening to Enterprising Families Podcast. Welcome to the world of Enterprising Families where we discuss the issues of governance, next gen and looking at how families of wealth and family businesses growing into families of wealth can preserve their wealth, become better as they go forward into a new generation. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Enterprising Families. And on this edition of Enterprising Families, I have John Broom, who's joining me from Down Under. And John has an interesting and amazing perspective that we both align with, which is the importance of origin and the importance of history in a family and a family business. Welcome, John. Hi, how are you? I am great. Thank you so much for joining me today. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, Sure. Um, I live in Perth in Western Australia. Um, My history includes being a a descendant from European immigrants to Australia uh, in the 1900s. Both of uh, my grandparents, when they came to Australia, worked. My grandfather on my father's side created a business that was a Uh, listed on the Australian Stock Exchange. It became a public company. Um, And uh, from that, my father ended up uh, with his brother owning the business and then they sold. And uh, my father continued some parts of that. So I grew up in that business. I then bought that business from my family after my father passed away. So uh, my family had it after my dad passed. My mother owned it and uh, Uh, there was other stuff. So we went through a a situation where I bought the business from the family. And then uh, I ended up uh, doing some consulting to friends and uh, other people that wanted some advice. And I got involved with the Family Firm Institute. So I'm a fellow of the FFI and uh, I'm on the board, no longer on the board, but many years ago, I was on the board of Family Business Australia. So I consult to families and business as well. Wow. I like how you managed to walk us through your, your story, your origin. And I think that's something that we were talking about, the importance of our heritage, the importance of our, our origin, where we come from. Tell us why it's, it's so important to you and how you think um, the, the history or the origin, the heritage of a family business is so important to the family business. History is where we come from knowing where you're coming from is very important in the decisions that you make today the history the stories of the past the way that your parents or grandparents moved through time how they arrived at the place that they live today these stories are important the way that they arrived the way that they moved from country to country the way that they treated each other, the way that they treated the people around them, the way that they set themselves up in business, how they uh, managed to work within communities. These are all really important stories. So when we can talk about the culture that that brings, the way we do, the things we do, but also the values that have been created. So dealing either with honesty or trust or Uh, happiness, 
these are all things that we learn from our parents living in a family situation. And when people sometimes hear their history, they think it's just stories. It's just stories about what happened in the past. And I, I know I once had a conversation with someone who said, oh, I really don't like history. And I, I found that a bit shocking because I love history. And I think that history teaches us how to live in the present and how to look to the future. And more so in family business, I feel that history can be very impactful because it can help us in decisions that we're making today and even decisions that are to be made for tomorrow. What, what, are you, what do you think in terms of how history impacts our family businesses in the present and going into the future? The impact of history on the present, um, depending on the generation it, that you're in, okay? So if you're the son of the founder, you generally will know some of the stories that your, that your business has been created upon. And you will believe most of them. There will be some bending of the truth, maybe, and uh, there will be some funny stories and there will be some very difficult stories. If you're the third generation and the founder of the business is still alive, then those stories will be made very big picture to you. It can be like looking on a movie screen to see stories very vividly about how the history was created for you inside that family business. And if you're the fourth, sometimes third, sometimes fourth, sometimes fifth, by, by the third, maybe the founder is no longer around. That founder, he can be seen as a hero with no faults, being Mr. Perfection, and maybe that needs to be softened and the truth, a little bit of stories about the reality. Um, so the history, depending on where you are and how, the, how your, your perspective of the business is and the values, how we do the business, how we do transactions from one company to another company, one person to another person. This is not just relationships, it becomes community. So to me, this is really, really important. And the most important part is understanding the values that you want to have, that you do have, and where they came from. So you can make a decision as to how you want to treat other people today and going into the future. Mm. And when you said community, something came up in my mind where I thought, that's the other thing, as much as we talk about our history within the family business of how the family business started, the family businesses that are around have impacted communities in some way. And so the story of the family business is not only for the family itself, but also influences the community and some of the values within the community and some of the visions within the community. Because if you have that bakery that has been in your community for many, many years, and sometimes as modernization comes into our cities, into the spaces we're in and things change, but you know that bakery, it's been passed on from generation to generation. They have a certain clientele or they serve that, they've served their community. They may change certain things, but 
there's a certain sense of home when you remember that bakery. There's a certain sense of if there were events that happened in the community and the family showed up and gave um, or they, they managed to bolster the community and give them strength in some way, the family business becomes very much a part of the history of the community. Very much so. It, it's important to know that a family business, um, the smaller sized family businesses, we, we look very much internally. We don't look outside to see what's happening in the wide world. But from my experience, when a family business has been operating for five, 10, 15 or 20 years, the community includes not just the staff that work there and their families that have derived income and have been able to live a reasonable life because of these incomes. It's also the customers. It's also those people that are taking the products. If it's a bakery, look at the wonderful bread that these people have been able to share within the community that the community a wider community is able to eat and their families that have been impacted. And also the suppliers, they're able to supply. They're able to be able to bring things to you that you can give them in return money or, or however you trade. And those people actually get benefit as well that they can live in their world. So it's always this circular system and how we treat ourselves, how we treat each other, this is really fundamental to the values and it goes back to how it was done in the past. Children learn from their parents. Sometimes it's always, it's more often the good things, but sometimes we can learn bad things. But ideally, we get to choose what values we have and the stories and the history makes really great talking, good discussion. Mm -hmm. And there are many families that have books about them. Mm. And that, that's a beautiful way of capturing the memories. And I think you can actually make those books into volumes for each generation to have their part of the family story. Very much so. And speaking about um, how family businesses integrate into communities and become part of stories within the community, and it's not just internal, it brings me to the issue of ownership. Ownership is one of those things where in family businesses, the majority of the time when we think ownership, we're thinking the shares within the business or the legal ownership structures within business. But we found that um, there is also another aspect of ownership, whereas in the community feels they have ownership of, family, of the family business because it's always been part of their community. And certain family members also feel we have ownership of the business because, well, we are part of the family. Can you speak into ownership and what is ownership of a family business and um, what are the many facets that that represent ownership uh, that's a very big question I, I, from an ownership point of view you're very correct in saying there is a community that are, mm -hmm. that evolves around a family business mm -hmm. and those people that are connected the relationships that we have that connect us to that family who are in business, um, that is not so much ownership, that is just extending the family. Mm -hmm. The community becomes extended family. Mm -hmm. But if, the, if, if there are people that are working in the business, 
that are family members. So ownership really, the, the technical term is very much the shareholding, the legal structures that we mm -hmm. stick to. So this is a legal ownership conversation. Mm -hmm. So I, you can own a car mm -hmm. and you can own a business. So once it's yours, it's yours. Mm -hmm. And if you mm -hmm. sell it, then it belongs to somebody else and you can't take that back. Mm -hmm. So this is ownership. If I sell something to you, then it's yours. I can't take it back unless we have another transaction. Mm -hmm. But when we work in a community, this is all community we talk about. Yes, isn't it wonderful, but they don't own, physically own it. Mm -hmm. They feel like they're a part of it. Mm -hmm. This is the story of community. Mm -hmm. But the children that work in that family business mm -hmm. or the cousins or the aunties and uncles that work in these businesses, there is every chance that they are working there and they may not own the business by shares or technical terms, but they have an emotional connection with this business that says, I've put my heart and soul in, then part of it is mine. Mm -hmm. Even though they don't have physical ownership by paper, if mum and dad sell the business tomorrow, there is a very big gap. What, what am I going to do? Mum and dad aren't here to protect me. Do I keep my job or not? Mm. So if mum and dad sell the business, there's a whole conversation about what ownership means mm -hmm. and where if you've worked in the business for 20 years as a son or a daughter mm -hmm. and mum and dad sell the business, maybe they'll say before the transaction happens, when this transaction happens, we think you've done so much to keep the business going that we think we may want to give you something special or um, we think that you've been doing the right thing and yes, we understand you have this emotional connection to the business, but in all of the time that you've worked in the business, you could have worked somewhere else. Mm. What was it? You know, th there's an opportunity cost here. Mm. You don't have to stay working in mum and dad's business. I don't know what it's like where you live. But here, where I live, uh, the younger generation, sometimes um, they say, no, I want to go and work somewhere else. And then when they're 25 and 35 and 45 and 55, then they come back and say, now it's time. But mm -hmm. maybe the time is already too late. Mm -hmm. So the individual has to make their own choice first, what ownership is to them, whether they want to be part of it and have a conversation with the parents about ownership. Mm -hmm. When will it come to me? How will it come to me? What do I have to do if I want it? Mm -hmm. Or the older generation say, if you want to buy the business, maybe we'll sell it to you. This is what we have to do. Mm -hmm. But that's a whole conversation, isn't it, yes. about what, what we're going to do. Without having the conversation, people inside a family can get upset. Mm -hmm. And then we can have a... a, a a dispute, a bit of a, a discomfort. So we challenge each other. And from what you're saying, I think I've had um, other speakers and um, other guests that have spoken into this, the issue of managing expectations, being able to communicate these expectations and for all parties to know what is the next step. Because I think that's one of the biggest hanging um things in family business it's almost as if people do not want to discuss what the next step is because 
Well, I don't know why. Why do you think people do not want to discuss what is the next step? People don't want to discuss the next step because they're scared. Mm -hmm. They don't know. Fear is a very big driver. Mm -hmm. As soon as you start discussing something like this, mm -hmm. more than one child, more than one sister, brother, father, mother, the door opens and it gets wider and wider for the conversations. Mm -hmm. It's a very big question, why not? Why we don't have these conversations. Mm -hmm. But a critical part of the conversation needs to be each individual person has a choice. Mm -hmm. I have a choice to come and work in the business. Mm -hmm. My choice can be I can go and study at university. I can go and study at school. Mm -hmm. I can go and play soccer. I can go and be a professional footballer. I can go and play cricket. Um, there are lots of opportunities, but what do we really want to do? Where does our heart lie? And I mm -hmm. think that's a very big part also of the conversation. What are you passionate about? Mm -hmm. If you're not passionate about the business and mum and dad make you work in the business, does that mean when mum and dad pass, you're going to sell the business straight away, assuming you become owner? Mm. Mm. Um, what do you like doing more than anything else? You're, you're a creative person. You've created new businesses by design, by choice, mm -hmm. always by choice. Mm. Mm. And it's um, what you're saying is, 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 is very powerful. I think as much as it's important to have conversations with other people, it might actually be very critical for family business members, family members to have conversations with themselves. What is driving my action and why do I want ownership or why do I want to work in the family business and things like that? It shouldn't just be a, a, propo a proposed or a assumed this person an expectation yeah. exactly an expectation that this person is going to work in the family business or this person is going to want to be part of the family business or this person is going to even want shares in the family business you may have somebody a younger person who's trying to work out what his values are mm -hmm. or her values and if the values of this individual are not the same as how the business operates mm that's going to have an effect on whether or not they want to join the business. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is so, so if true. You know, it, if, how can I go and work in a place where I feel uncomfortable because what I believe in is not happening the right way? So I can go into the business and I can say, I'm going to give this business one or two or five years and I will, if I'm allowed, and I can talk about this with the other people involved in the family business, I would like to change it to the way that this is the way I believe it should be. And you can talk about this with transparency. Then there's a great opportunity for the change to happen. And that younger generation coming in and helping make the changes to make the business a, a bigger, better business. Mm, mm. And I'm, like what you're saying, I think the power is in, in the conversation with ourselves, the powers of conversation with other family members. And the power also might, may lie in that we don't have to make rushed decisions. If we start working on thinking about these things earlier, we give ourselves time to align with the things that really mean something to us. Yes, the, the conversations are the important part. Mm -hmm. And 
there's a very big challenge when we have these conversations. This is the fear that I talk about Mm -hmm. where people open the door and we don't know how to close the door Mm -hmm. or we don't know how to have the conversations without having arguments. Mm. So the first part of the, the thing is you don't want to close the door because then it's just not going to work anyhow. The anger is already surfaced and it's not going to be positive. Mm-hmm. So we have to understand what happens when there is a, two people having different ideas. Mm. This is already the challenge. So we have to understand how we're going to handle these two points of view. Mm-hmm. Now, what I'm saying here is really important. All it is, is two points of view. It's not, it must be this one or it must be this one. I have two points of view. So without getting too emotional, how do we talk about these two things? Mm-hmm. I don't want to be so powerful that I tell you this is the way it must be. Or if this one is too powerful, this is the way. That doesn't work long term. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. how do we have the conversation so that we can understand that, okay, maybe this time let's try this side mm-hmm. and let's see what happens. So, again, it's your time thing and the journey or maybe we try this one for a period of time mm-hmm. or maybe we don't try either. Maybe we just agree to disagree for the time, leave it a little bit of time and see if something changes around us. Mm-hmm. 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 But we have to keep the communication very, very open. And keeping communication open, what do you think are some of the ways families, especially families in business, who have to work with each other sometimes every day, face each other at work and also face each other at home? And um, at some point in time, they get to, they get to um, a way of communicating where they avoid certain topics because they don't want the, conf- the conflict at home to spill over to the conflict at work or the conflict at work to spill over to the conflict at home. But ultimately it does because they're shield- shielding, shielding as in um, they don't want to, to speak about it. They don't want to engage it. So therefore I won't engage it. Therefore I will, I will not speak about it. How do you, what advice would you give to families in terms of learning not to or start how to communicate in a way where they don't shield and in a way where they don't create the con they don't take the conflict um, to the point where they start blocking it out and not wanting to discuss it and it becomes a fearful issue there's two parts to this i Mm -hmm. see one of the parts very much that Um, we have some rules about the way we talk about things. Mm -hmm. So we have rules about whether we're talking business at home Mm -hmm. or so the family has an opportunity. Let's talk about some rules. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about what our values are. That's a great place to start Mm -hmm. because once we know if we, if we like trust and honesty, then we can have an honest and trustful conversation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So find out what our values are. Then we can start setting some rules. Mm-hmm. What do we accept as a family? What do we think is the right thing? Do we talk business at the dinner table? No, we don't talk business after five o'clock or six o'clock at night or seven o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. And if we go out with the family to a, 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 a something that's a happy occasion, then we still don't talk business. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. But business 
we only talk business at work. So these are rules mm-hmm. that we can put in place that are just for our family. It doesn't mean that we don't do it, right? Mm-hmm. But the family agrees that this is the rule mm-hmm. and everybody knows it so we can contain that part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. Okay? The other part is if we know that the conversation we're going to have is going to be a real challenge and the emotions will really get uh, get us excited mm-hmm. and we may say something we, we don't want to say, mm-hmm. then there's always an opportunity of finding somebody that you know mm-hmm. that can come in and sit in the room and be a mediator. Mm-hmm. Keep the voice down. Only one person talking at a time and control the conversation so that we can actually have, okay, we can have it mediated so that 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 extra person in the room can say, okay, this is where we stand now. I think Mm -hmm. we all need to take a break for an hour or we need to come back next week after we've thought about what we are, what we've talked about. Mm -hmm. Because families trying to solve the problems themselves, sometimes you won't be able to do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's just too much inside one family and there's too much going on sometimes just too much going on yeah well thank you so much john for joining me today uh on enterprising families and i would just like to always as i always give my gifts um a parting word what would you like our listeners to walk away from this conversation with and um take into their mindfulness and take a moment to reflect on? Um, Always before you speak, think. Mm -hmm. Take two deep breaths and think before letting the words out. Mm -hmm. Sometimes this is uh, a good idea. I think always, it is always a good idea. It is always a good idea because you cannot take back what has been said and you cannot um, fix how you make someone feel. And as um, I think it was Maya Angelou who said that people will, will probably never forget what you said, but they will definitely forget, will never forget how you made them feel. Yeah. Thank Very you. True. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for the invitation. I really enjoyed the conversation. You have a very good day. Thank you. Thank you.